When is when is uh what's the Dino City one? I can't remember. What oh, Dino right. City or Dinotopia? There's there's two different things. It's Dino City, right? The the one that had a cartoon. No, there's a third one. This is a this is a different one from the creator of my one of my childhood favorite games, Dinonauts, who I believe also created the comic book Dinosaurs for Hire. I love that game, and I'm like the only one that's ever played that game because I I constantly hear it as the as a joke, and I'm like uh, I've played that game. <laughs> yeah, I've played it too. It's a lot better than than the Indiana Jones game. Yeah, for one, you uh, fight a giant, uh, multi-segmented uh, turtle on a on top of a dam, and you're a dinosaur private detective with a gun. Just a big, stupid idiot gun to shoot all the whatever the monsters you're fighting. Man, that game rules. We should have played that instead. We should have played anything else. Welcome to the Super Nintendo Explanation Squad Podcast, Episode 31, a select button guide and podcast. Every week, we select three games at random, and you get to vote on which one we play. This time, we're playing Indiana Jones Grey's Adventures. I've never heard of it. Uh, we'll be discussing it using the four standardized metrics for scoring a video game, which are vanity, gun, investigation, and revelation. Uh, I'm your guest host, uh, Rudy. Uh, Corey Rice and Clint are... Um, Taking the uh, one ring to Mount Mordor, and I've left the Shire. Uh, they're probably going to be gone for a while. But luckily, uh, even though I've taken off my shoes and now I own the building, we have a great panel of judges, uh, starting with uh, the master of our blacksmith, our blacksmith holdings, uh, from the uh, other Slack Button Guy and Podcast, No Rangers Allowed, Shrug. Rude Gamer, prepare to meet Shrug in hell. Haha, ha, it's a reference. It's a reference to the movies. It's a line from the movies, but with our names in it. References. In hell. Because... I love it. Um, and then next up we have our Tamagotchi expert and uh, Grandmaster, Automatic Tiger. I, I wish Indiana Jones could have gone to Tamagotchi Town so we didn't have to go here references <laughs> great i love it uh and next up uh our our clown in the town the one who keeps our energy up all the way through bachelor hi i'm bachelor ceo founder you know heart and soul of bachelor soft makers of the greatest game of all time ddd natural playboys i used to really like indiana jones but now all i care about is gundam and entertaining you, the listener, and the player, and your little ass. Ooh! Our, our next one, uh, the new hire, uh, you know, still in a trial period, you know, don't know if they're going to be on for long time or short term, uh, Ramona. Hello, everyone. I'm back, bitches, and I'm going to haul ass to Lollapalooza. And our final one, uh, also of No Rangers Allowed, uh, the one that loves every video game that has ever been played on the Super Nintendo Exploration Squad podcast, Tulpa. Pop culture references. Why did it have to be pop culture references? <laughs> 
So, uh, what is Anya Jones' greatest adventure? Um, it's our Wikipedia defines Anya Jones' greatest adventure as a 1994 platform video game released for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. It is a video game adaptation of the Indiana Jones films, R- Riders of the Lost Ark, uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Room, uh, and Indiana Jones and the uh, Rast Crusade uh, with Timothy Dalton. The game was developed by Factor 5 and published by JVC Musical Industries, Inc. The story is told through cutscenes and text and is mostly faithful to the movies. Now, I've never seen these films, and I don't care if you have either, because that's a boring part of every podcast. But I did ask you to play for an hour, and I want to know, how long did you play and how far did you get? I have no idea how long I played. I played up until... I don't know, maybe the third Cairo level legitimately, and then I started using the skip level code and reached the very charming life raft slalom stage, a real mode seven jamboree. References. I played uh, probably three hours of this. I tried to play straight through and that didn't work. So I turned it on easy and then did a lot of level cheats. So I've seen every level in the game, but I've only beaten maybe, Oh, a little under half of them. I played a bit last night and I got really angry and I quit. It felt like it was 15 minutes and may have been longer. I don't know. Then I played a little bit more just now, half an hour, got to the Himalayas or something. And then I, I turned it off because I died and started playing Super Star Wars, which is a much better game. I played for one hour, and I lost all of my lives and continues in this one level because the controls were terrible and I couldn't make this one jump. So I said, look, I'm an adult. Fuck this. I'm not going to sit here and be owned by this video game made for eight-year-olds. So I turned it off and played the Japan-only sequel to Mylon's Secret Castle instead. All right. Uh, bad answer. Mark that on your uh, evaluation. Uh, what about you, Tulpa? I played for about an hour and a half, and I discovered a hatred of spiders and rats, and yet not a hatred of snakes at any point. However, I did discover the Ark only to have it stolen by the perfidious French. That's about as far as I got. And as for myself, I uh, played for, I don't know, 90 minutes or so. Uh, Once I uh, realized I could unlock the rewind feature and uh, suddenly make it a much quicker trial and error game, uh, it was a lot of fun. So I don't know why any of you didn't do that on your very real uh, Super Nintendo hardware. Oh, I turned on Infinite Lives uh, after I got tired of playing the game normally because it is a garbage fire. Uh, And it was far more satisfying uh, when I didn't have to restart an entire level every 30 seconds because this game was designed for... uh, It wasn't designed for 8-year-olds so much as it was designed to bilk 8-year-olds out of their uh, rental fees at Blockbuster because they would have to rent it over and over and over again in order to uh, progress far enough to see the end of one of the movies. Which, of course, they would love uh, 
uh, I will say I have uh, no experience with this uh, series. Is this a popular series of movies? I don't know. But what I do want to know is, how did this game look? How did it sound? Uh, what what did it put into your eyeballs and into your ears? Uh, I want I want to feel the dirt beneath your fingernails. And I'm going to start with a uh, tiger. Uh, this is our first category. It's vanity. I saw a lot of, well, like a lot of very, very solid graphics. They looked okay. Uh, it didn't excite me a whole lot, especially when I kept dying. The water in the first level looked good, but not a whole whole lot else looked especially noteworthy. The music is a badly sampled John Williams score that loops far more than John Williams was intended to loop and yeah this it just did not knock my socks off uh excuse me I think you're ignoring the most important graphical feature to ever appear on a Super Nintendo game in the very first stage there are leaves on the ground that scatter when you walk over them I have never seen such amazing technology in a game there's so many goddamn leaves in this underground tube. It, tube? Tube, yeah. Also oh, I didn't know we were on... Uh, so wait, wait, you're in, in the uh, the British subway? Yes, you're in the British subway, and people have been tracking leaves all over the motherfucker. Well, I suspect and you're that angry. All, of the, all of the natives are actually uh, just uh, wicker men made of leaves because otherwise this game might be a little racist. They do burst into flames the moment they hit the ground and disappear. The same thing happens to Nazis, though. This game actually might be more racist than the source material it's based on, since he did not just murder a bunch of people inside a tomb. I don't remember him. He just sneaks in and steals an idol and then runs away from them while they try to kill him because he's stolen some precious artifact. It's, he's violated their ancestral sanctuary. And I, I want to correct their, something uh, you just said because I remember from the first cutscene, the second cutscene in this game, he didn't steal the idol, he found it. The perfidious Frenchman stole the idol from him. You're right. He was just lying on the ground in an elaborately trapped tomb. How did it get there? A white person didn't put it there. We'll never know. It's a giant mystery to all of us. Um, um, ancient aliens. The one thing I will say that looked good about this was uh, they had stills from the movie that looked impressively close to the movie for a 16-bit computer entertainment system. I hated it. Wait, those were stills from a movie? I had just assumed that they uh, had some out-of-work full-motion video actors uh, do some background shooting on one of their jungle sets. So, uh, you know, big shock to me. Uh, I guess this, this should probably go in uh, investigation, but did you guys realize that was, uh, that was Harrison Ford? He's very handsome. He's uh, even stronger than I thought he was, judging by how long he can just swing back and forth 
back and forth, dangling from a whip. And yet, a rat will kill him. He cannot aim his whip at his feet. That is a problem. We'll get into that later. Um, What movies is Harrison Ford known for? I don't think I've ever heard of him. Regarding uh, Henry, he was, in, he was in that movie Air Force One. Uh, the Mosquito oh, Coast. Oh, Air Force One. Everybody loves the Mosquito Coast. And the he one was supposed to be an eyes wide shut. Really? Was he going to be Tom Cruise? Yes. So you mean we missed out on seeing Harrison Ford's butt? Wait, hold on. Can I see Harrison Ford's butt? It's vanity, so this is on topic. I'm typing that into Alta Vista right now to see if I get any results. He's known for blazing it. Uh, blazing it, then going on talk shows. And for years, everyone was just like, oh, he's so curmudgeonly. He's so, uh, like, he doesn't even want to be there. He's off topic. He's scatterbrained. What's wrong with Harrison Ford? He's high as fuck. He's just gone internal. Yes, he's a curmudgeon. But also, he's high as fuck. He got high as fuck so he could deal with being on a talk show. So yeah, he's a little reticent to interact. Okay, the top he's so hit high all the time. He's so high. Top hit for Harrison Ford, but on Google Image Search and incognito mode because I like to go on the download. That means this is not spoiled by my own personal search history. Top hit is from the Star Wars Special Edition with the CGI job in the back. But then if you go down a bit... Oh, wait, I got excited for nothing. I thought this was Harrison Ford in a hobby shop, but he's just looking at fucking Playmobiles. Anyway, I was going to say a lot of stuff about how Harrison Ford probably built a Gundam, and that's why he crashed that plane, like, three times. Probably all trying to make, like, a perfect grade while he's, like, you know, using the I found a picture of someone copying Harrison Ford spots. Same. Oh, it's his wife. This is definitely on topic because it brings to mind an image. Um, That's pretty remarkable. It's it's Harrison Ford pubes. Wait, what? Oh, is that regarding Henry? He's pretty fit for a guy who just got out of a coma. Is that fucking... That might be frantic. He's interesting and frantic, but it is a movie made by a rapist, so gotta look past that. Uh, anyway, Harrison there- Ford, on some other podcast, I think it was I Was There Too, someone who drove Harrison Ford to set on one of the Indiana Jones movies told a story about how every morning he'd pick him up from the hotel in London, I think, and he would light up a big fat one as they say i think that's what they say a doobie a spliff right right a jazz cigarette a jazz cigarette he would light up a jazz cigarette then one morning he gets into uh, the, the back cigarette of, of a car. carpenter he gets into the back of the car he's got a pot with a lid on it and as soon as the car starts he opens the pot up smoke comes roiling out and he begins to frantically huff the smoke and explains, I was out of papers. Wow. So my question is, for the people who made this movie, did they get... The people who made this game, were they trying to be 
Indiana Jones method and spent the entire time blazed out of their minds. I think maybe the people who made this game wanted you to feel like you are Harrison Ford trying to play this uh, role of some sort of grave robber. So uh, you control a lot like you are a stoned out of your mind platformer character who's unable to move uh, swiftly or react to anything and who gets uh, not uh, nod to death by spiders and rats, uh, unless you decide to just roll everywhere, which apparently is uh, the kinesthetic experience uh, the game designers wanted you to have. There are also leaves all over that tomb, remember? So yeah. the thing about the leaves is that there's a lot of leaves in the first level of Super Turrican, and there's also a lot of like, like water with fishes in it in Super Turrican, which is a much better game than this. Wait, were we supposed to play Super Turrican? Fuck. The way to do this is to play any other game, because that's what I'm doing right now. I'm playing Super Star Wars. Okay. We should have played Ernest Evans because then it would have been appropriate. Ernest Evans is better than this. Ernest Ernest Evans is so much better than this. I thought this game was a masterpiece of uh, making you feel like you're getting ripped off even when you're playing the game for free. Well, not me. I spent $200 on on a legit Japanese version. Thank you very much. Well, yes, I was trying to say that unlike most episodes, we're all playing legit versions here because Rudy splurged out on getting us legitimate copies of this video game. I'm looking at... I've just gone to my uh, totally legit screen and the Taj Mahal's in the background and there's a fountain... Uh, let's see what happens if Indy moves. There's some... There's no... There's one layer of parallax. There's one layer of parallax. Wait, are there's te- is there two, technically? There's, there's, a are, are there's three layers of parallax. There's there. three layers of parallax, and there's a thing you can show. Okay. Yeah, this is kind a of a bright... Ground, mid-ground, and background, and that's uh, actually one of the nicer things about the aesthetics of this game, because they use the foreground parallax especially to good effect on some stages, like when uh, Indiana Jones goes to harass uh, the locals of Morocco uh, and gets dysentery. Uh, in, th- in those stages... Uh, the front parallax is occupied by a crowd of people just looking on as uh, this white man makes an embarrassment of himself. I like how they made the, uh, well, anyways, that's for a different topic, but I want to talk about the sound design of this game. Um, particularly uh, two parts. One, uh, who do you think they got to make that oof? That, that, you know, that very famous Indiana Jones oof. I think, uh, given Harrison Ford's uh, amazing acting talent, they put a microphone in Harrison Ford's trailer and he stubbed his toe and they just had it on lock. They had the sound they needed. Perhaps it could have been the the current voice actor of Goofy, who was also, at this point, the Harrison Ford sound-alike they used in all the LucasArts Indiana Jones games, maybe including this one. Oh, Whoa! Wow. 
Uh, I think it's amazing that we found out exactly how this game crosses over with uh, the Kingdom Hearts franchise. I think that um, I think Harrison Ford himself did all the lines of dialogue, but it was recorded like that one actor in the movie where they just recorded him talking at some dinner and then put all of his lines into the movie. Oh, you think they did like a Space Ghost Coast to Coast kind of thing where they like had a long interview with Harrison Ford and then chopped that up and used that as the sound uh, as the sound template for uh, the game? Oh, that would have been so awesome. I love Space Ghost. Here's a rumor we're starting today because it's true. Yeah, I have no reason to disbelieve uh, this method of recording audio for a video game. That oof was recorded when Harrison Ford got his ear pierced. Oh, yeah. We are all familiar with Harrison Ford's single uh, stud earring, right? Didn't that happen when he hooked up with Callista? That is instead of Jewish. Yeah. Yeah, um, Bill Murray accompanied him to the parlor, but, you know, no one believes it, though. Do you think Bill Murray held uh, Harrison Ford's hand when he got the piercing? Oh, no doubt. Wow, he actually wears multiple different kinds. He wears, there's a hoop here. I'm sorry, I was all wrong about this earring. He has multiple styles. He just enjoys being him. Um, One other sound note I want to make here, or one other uh, vanity, I guess that's the proper term, uh, note I want to make is... Uh, is the beginning uh, sound uh, Let's Go. Let's Go. Which uh, I'm 90% certain uh, wrong wrong platform, wrong cast. Uh, you have to wait. But uh, in Alien Soldier, there's a little blue bear that, sa- that, that out of nowhere says, Let's Go. Uh, which is maybe the best uh, sound clip of any video game, but this has to be the inspiration for that Let's Go clip. Because we all know Indiana Jones, he's he's all about you know st- standing in his uh in his call in his college office and going, all right, let's go. That is how one does archaeology. They just wait for the right time to say that, and then they go rob some graves. And I mean, also, that's... like Alien Soldier, um, the back pixels of uh, Harrison Ford's dash attack do the most damage. Oh, but there is one other sound effect we have to discuss. It is the sound that is made whenever Harrison Ford punches something. It, we have to discuss it because that sound plays whether or not he is actually connected with anything. Oh, so do the, so do, so do the uh, with effects. Like, it, it, it cracks right in the air with the, the little... Yeah, but a bullwhip actually does. Yeah. Like, if you're doing it right, it will actually crack in the air. Yeah, but I mean the visual. The visual has a little hit spark. Yeah, because you're just snapping it so hard. I don't. I don't approve. That's realistic. Maybe they. They. Uh, they. Uh, what's the words? They. They rotoscoped Harrison Ford uh, whipping uh, his weed dealer uh, to get the look of. Uh, the whip in this game. So that's entirely realistic. Yeah. Could it, maybe they're suggesting that Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones fist is 
so powerful that it cracks like a whip when it contacts even the air. Just, just snaps it out there. Like, like, uh, one of those, uh, like one of those, like, shrimp that can do that? Harrison yeah, Ford shrimp. is, Harrison Ford is part mantis shrimp. That's why he's blazed all the time, because if he wasn't handicapping himself in some way, he'd be too powerful. Legally required to be high. I mean, we all remember, uh, when Harrison Ford appeared in that movie with the guy from Drive and punched him in the face in real life. Yep. Ryan Gosling, that's his name. He didn't toke enough. Didn't toke enough, and uh, the apology afterwards was one of the most classic Harrison Ford moves. He brought over a bottle of scotch, poured a shot glass uh, full for Ryan Gosling, and then walked away with the rest of the bottle and said that his fist hurt, so it's not his fault. That's that's beautiful. I, I love it. Um, so the ones of you that did play the whole game, I'm really curious, uh, as far as the, as, uh, the, the problem of Bloom and... Uh, uh, I was going to try and think. I couldn't. I suddenly couldn't think of a third uh, James Bond. Uh, the Last Crusade. Um, what were the standout moments for those games, or those sections of levels, visually? Well, the mine, the uh, Mode Seven minecart level looked really cool. That was the only good thing I can say about it. But it looked awesome. Like you actually were in some kind of sixteen-bit hell dimension. And I did like the the whole palace sequence. I didn't like that level at all, but I did love the the whole Taj Mahal, like just bright blueness. You don't see as much great bright blue on the Super Nintendo, and I always like seeing it. Yeah, it's very colorful. There's a lot of... It's very high contrast. It's not nearly as muddy as all the preceding levels. Um, I can't say a lot for the sprite work itself but it's fine it's a nice change oh that is actually interesting to me that the game becomes colorful because one of the most frustrating parts of experiencing the indiana jones cinematic universe for the first time was how i could not distinguish anything from anything else uh for the first uh, third uh, throughout the entirety of the uh, uh, what is the name of the movie? Raiders I, of the Lost Ark? Yes. Yes. Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's very hard to tell anything apart. It's a really it's a visually sloppy game. Like you got these things you can barely like what things you can whip onto. Hard to see. Hard to tell what's a pit and what isn't. You got those fucking well, leaves everywhere. Well, uh, I think that's a, that's a that's a good uh, pullover into uh, our second category, which is gun. Did you mean whip? Oh, dang it! Uh, fiddle faddle. All right, our second category just for today is whip. 
but Indiana Jones does use a gun. Remember that scene in the movie? Yeah. And hey, oh, yeah. I don't have to remember that scene. I played that scene, okay? And, yeah, uh, and that's the, guy the only enemy that... that... Around and he, that he shoots him. Everyone else is extraordinarily resistant to bullets. Yeah. Everyone is very resistant to bullets except for this one sword wielder at the end of a stage that just dies uh, from a single bullet. They give you a gun, and so you know you should shoot him, and then they actually just let him go in one hit, because he's the guy from the movie. And you can say it's the part from the movie, and it's honestly the best part of the game. That's actually cute. Yeah, it was it was the best part of the entire game, and then like clones of him come out in the next level, and you have to hit them five times to do anything to them. It's because they're teeny. Yeah. Everything is teeny. Those spiders are the worst Zaku enemy in any game. Yeah! There's only one way to kill any of the vermin, and it's like running a crate or a pot over them, and making the crates and the pots move is so weird and counterintuitive. Oh, just there's, you can only do- there's two ways to kill them. Uh, you can also do your dashing barrel roll attack, where you just roll over them and crush them with uh, Harrison Ford's iron spine you're kidding me you're, you're kidding me i could have done that the entire time yes it's actually worse though because you kind of bounce off of them and that often means that you roll off into the bottom of a bottomless pit yeah you can't cancel your roll you can this- actually it's just unresponsive well this game fucking blows like every, every button kind of does something right like you have you have a jump button you have an attack button, you have a button that throws grenades, you have a button that rolls, but to roll, it's the, the A button rolls, but you have to hit down an A to roll, right? You can't just simply hit A. And A doesn't do anything else besides that, I don't think. It, it doesn't. And, and why map that to a button then? And then why not just map it to down and B? Because if you hit down and B, you kind of do like this little teeny hop. That's why I spent most of my time playing the game last night, actually. I just sat around trying to figure out what the fuck is with this control scheme. And then eventually today I got to where I had extra weapons. I had a whip and I had a gun. And the gun is way weaker than the whip, which is kind of true to life. It's, I think, important for an Indiana Jones game to note that Indiana Jones does not bring his whip with him. He always acquires his whip in the field. So, yeah, that, that was weird. Every time, you, yeah, every time you die, you lose the whip, but I don't think there was a single place I encountered where there wasn't immediately a whip you could pick up after you died, and I just want to know, why did I have to lose the whip? It's an Indiana Jones game. He never doesn't have a whip. Yeah, the checkpoint, but you can basically tell you've passed a checkpoint because there's a pack or a scarab or whatever, whatever the thing the pickup thing is themed for the level that contains Hot? The worst thing about this game is it's clear they played Castlevania and they drew inspiration from Castlevania 4, which like the worst fucking one. But like you can swing from stuff, you know, and it sucks. You can, uh, and it's hard to tell what you can swing from. It's just like this brave, uh, brown little nipple. It's just attached randomly. <laughs> yeah. It is nipples. a brown nipple. Yeah. And then you have, like, what? You have just random floating things, like a knapsack or... What was it you said again? 
pot, maybe? A pot, yeah. It looks like a teapot that emerged from the wall. Eventually, there's a scarab in the Egyptian tombs. Let's pretend the pod is a callback to Harrison Ford's bong. But, like, um, yeah, and then you whip those open, and then you get your your whip power up. And your whip does power up. It's really long, your whip. And then you can make it stronger so that you kill the natives in two hit. I mean, one hit rather than two. So it helps you commit genocide. Uh, it's also... It's also stronger to hit them with the tippy bear whip than with any other part of your whip. The tippy whip. So is that like real yeah, whip physics? Sure to use just the tip. Pop culture reference. Ooh. Just the tip, bro. Okay. I you can... know, personally, I always tip my natives uh, at least fifteen percent. You know, just when I'm out in the town, just make sure that the natives, you know, they get fifteen percent of death. They'll die, and they all set on fire. They go right on fire, and they're really mad at you. And like, this game has terrible collision detection. This game has is very unreadable. Did we all do the ball sequence? Yes. Yes. Oh God. Oh, how many, yeah, the ball chase. Where yeah. How, how many times a day do you ball? do? Yeah. How many times a day do you do the ball sequence? Oh, every day. Like yeah. uh, fifteen reps in the morning, fifteen at night, uh, and then you know a salad for dinner. Because I couldn't beat it until I think it was uh, Tiger Shrug suggested you just run and jump. You don't bother trying to like avoid obstacles. You just hold right and mash the jump button, and that works. Because for some reason, like your invincibility frames are just like all over the place. You know. I couldn't, there were points, there seemed to be somewhat inconsistently applied physics to when, when you're on slopes or going down slopes or whatever, but there were parts where it was faster to bunny hop than it was to just hold forward. So I had to constantly jump in order to outrun the ball. Yeah, I found that I had to jump uphill and then I could just run forwards downhill. And that also, after a whole bunch of trial and error, I did eventually find out that I could do that level, that stage perfectly if I just stuck to the principle of jump when going uphill. The levels are just such these very haphazard but intricate. Um, obstacle courses that on a first run through are very difficult to work through without hitting shit all the time because your Indiana Jones's performance is so kludgy because he's been blazing one because the animations take forever because it drops inputs because of everything and I felt like I was memorizing the level more than anything so that I knew before I saw a thing that I needed to avoid the thing. It's like the worst kind of Sonic the Hedgehog level. The drop inputs are actually, I think, an intentional design feature to simulate that uh, state of being so stoned that you can't remember if you did something or just thought about doing something. Right. Yeah. 
this might be one of the best games ever made from a a uh, more of a solipsistic point of view. It is the only game you ever think made. This? The the level progression is kind of weird because it wants to have variety, but it also kind of feels like they 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 lost. They they like did not have ideas, not lost. They they stopped being able to come up with good ideas, and so I really want to know who decided. Hey, let's do a teleport maze in front of the Taj Mahal. Yeah, I mean it's straight up from that uh, mid Super Nintendo design school of uh, we don't want people to be able to beat this game in a one rental as I've alluded to quite frequently. So we're going to make all of the stages borderline impossible to beat in one sitting. Yeah, this is one of those games where things just randomly emerge from the floor or fall from the ceiling before you can react. Um, It it sucks ass, is what I'm getting at. There's a bit in one of the Cairo levels which uh, keeps on throwing big walls up in front of you so you have to ascend to these buildings and one of the big mechanics in the game is that you have movable platforms uh the screenshot that's in the chat it's a crate that's the first thing you see and the first they give you this crate on a snowy hill and you're supposed to punch it to move it and that's when you learn that the physics on these are weird and it's going to be a pain in the ass to interact with things in this game because it took me way longer than it should have to actually get the crate to move down the hill um, properly. But you... So you have to move pots around on the ground in Cairo a bunch of times in order to get onto awings and, and projections and ledges and stuff. And there's a bit where the trick is you have to move a punch a pot down from one of the uh, upper from one set of platforms so you can get onto another set of platforms and the first time you punch the pot it falls to the ground and shatters and produces some of those coin things and then there's no pot and there's nothing else to do so you leave the screen and it respawns. So then you do the same thing again and the second time it doesn't shatter. And then you can do the thing that you thought you could do in the first place. It's a very odd decision. It seems so, to just exist to fuck with me personally. Who made this decision? Who cares about tiny coin things? I want to propose that this is the first and only licensed platformer to have no ludonarrative dissonance whatsoever. Uh, The way objects kind of despawn and respawn suggests the altered mind state that Indiana Jones exists in, the haze of marijuana smoke that seems to cloud his senses everywhere he goes. Uh, Did he put a pot over or did that pot never exist? We don't know. No one knows. Uh, the game suggests that Nazis are less of a threat than spiders and rats, which uh, we can all agree is 
quite likely to be true because spiders and rats are going to be the creatures that inherit the earth after we are all wiped out by the Ark of the Covenant. I wonder if he did some Benadryl too then. That, which I don't think I've heard any of you actually talk about the Ark of the Covenant level, which is hilarious. It's a hilarious boss battle against uh, ghosts, which I don't remember there being a... Uh, don't remember that having the movie. But, the uh, trick, I thought you were going to the movie. Wait, which movie? Yeah, that's what I thought. The trick is no longer don't look at the ghosts and they will... The vengeful, like, ancient Jewish spirits will kill it melt everyone else's faces now the french wizard is going to send the vengeful ancient israeli spirits against you and you whip them when you aren't whipping him you can only whip some of them though there is a slightly more ball-like spirit that you have to dodge yes I'm still kind of messed up about the plot twist that the Ark of the Covenant was actually just Indiana Jones stoned in his bedroom talking to his glow-in-the-dark Bob Marley poster again. Ain't that always the way? We all saw it coming. That's kind of why it was a bad plot twist, is it was just so predictable. Oh yeah, the government took it, put it in a warehouse. That's why I don't have anything to show for my murder adventure vacation. I thought the framing device where he talked to the guy that uh, Bloodsport is based on about this was pretty cool, though. Frank Dukes. I think it's Dukes. Frank Dukes, that's right. Frank Dukes. I bet Harrison Ford has a drawer filled with iPod minis that have nothing but Bob Marley's greatest hits on them. He just pulls it open and he takes one out whenever he just loses one. He was very nonplussed when Snoop Dogg changed his name back to Snoop Dogg from Snoop Lion. Weren't we all? I'd play a Snoop Lion mascot platformer. Well, I guess we're not going to hang anymore then. Huh, Snoop? He says, deleting Snoop Dogg's phone number from his phone. He never Just actually... going on to MySpace, taking him off the top eight. <laughs> yeah, bitch, you're number nine now. Snoop has no idea why Harrison's been ghosting him for so long. But speaking of plot twist, uh, wait, what's that? Is that... It can't be. It's Salaryman Corner. Y- you didn't do the echo. I'm confused. You're not virtual corner, 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 corner. What? You're not virtual, Clint? That's right. I'm Rudy, and I somewhat speak Japanese. I thought about uh, putting in here uh, me trying to do a very long spiel in Japanese, but I don't think anyone wants to hear that, and I'll screw it up and embarrass myself. You make that a Patreon uh, reward. Patreon reward, we dub the entire episode into Japanese. Heck yeah. All right, today's uh, Seller Man Corner game is Gambler Jiko Chushinhan Mahjong Koisen. Time to feed my cats. Shrugs are going to feed his cats. Uh, I asked everyone to play this game for about five minutes, and I want to know, uh, what did you get from those five minutes? And then I will uh, try my best to explain this series based off uh, what I looked up on Wikipedia. I-, I forgot to play it. So, 
uh, yeah, I'm trying to feed my cats. The the portraits were were cute. They're great. Like there's one right here. I just placed in the chat. It looks like a baby with a mohawk getting and the baby's crying, and there's an octopus on its head. So that's nice. Uh, two of the characters have a very troubling uh, blackface appearance to them, and then another character looks like Guts from Berserk. So I picked him. I'm not sure who. Oh, I there's picked. Blackjack there. Blackjack's on that. Oh yeah, he's wearing a surgical mask, huh? Yeah, the Osamu Tezuka two-fisted surgeon, Blackjack, is one of the opponents you can play against in this game. Neat. Oh, and I think the guy with the sunglasses and cigarette is supposed to be a famous Japanese comedian, Tomori. No, that's actually that's actually uh, your original MC, uh, Do Not Steal. Um... That's who you're playing with against all these crazy Mahjongers. Who's the guy who looks like a big old testicle and has a, a, a cigarette? Someone must know testicle men. Sadly, I don't. No, no. That that uh, that escapes me. Uh, testicle man, my favorite Mega Man boss. Oh, man. I'm going to go make a pornographic Mega Man ROM hack. Then I'll, I'll I'll be able to lay claim to the best Mega Man. There's already like 70 pornographic Mega Man ROM hacks. It's one of the most popular genres of ROM hack. No, they're all Mario. Come on. No, there's, there's, there's either, some Mega Man ones. And there's a lot all... of Mega Man ones. There's a lot of River City Ransom ones, too. Yeah, they're but... all massively homophobic as well, if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah. 70 is a small number. I mean, with you know, with with Mega Man's normal sprite stance, I mean, you just got you can put Hanging Dong just right there, just dit, 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 dit. I just I just googled pornographic Mega Man in incognito mode, and the top hit is category bisexual pornography on Wikipedia. Let's see what this says. My favorite gay Mega Man hack is the one that changed Gravity Man to Grab Me Man. That's amazing. Is that so that's all we have to say about this Mahjong game. Yeah, I'm not getting on. any... Let me, let me find a screenshot really quick. This Mahjong game is so much better than the Indiana Jones game. It made us discuss pornographic Mega Man ROM hacks. Yeah. Good game. When we when we should have all just been speculating about making a pornographic Indiana Jones greatest... Sexual adventures from hack. Let's not do that one, please. Good lord, no. What if we just rom hacked Leisure Suit Larry so it was Indiana Jones? Just that sprite? Yeah, I'm down with it. I'm down with going back to the days of Bob and George. Yep. We so, need, well, I mean, we can't see Harrison Ford's huge ass in real life, so we have to put it in a rom hack form. The large hair, the large Ford ass. I thought it had been lost for centuries. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so uh, this this is a long-running uh, series of uh, gag mahjong manga. So I'm I'm sure it's hilarious, um, and uh, fairly long-running series of video games. Um, 
Sorry, I was just tabbing over to make sure I could uh, properly list uh, the series. Uh, the first one was on the uh, PCA88 um, and uh, ported to the X1 and MSX. Uh, the last one was was a K-Tai, or a, sorry, a cell phone uh, game in 2004. So, R.I.P. Uh, Gambara, uh, what was it, Gamba, Gambara Jiko Chu Shinhan. Um, but pretty much it's about uh, them making jokes and then like, oh, hey, look, look, here's reference to character. Uh, here's, you can play Mahjong against the Terminator and, uh, and, and not Hokuto no Ken. Etc. Etc. So uh, obviously the not blackjack you guys mentioned earlier, it's like oh hey look, it's, it's not blackjack. I mean you'd think blackjack would gamble with a different kind of game, a game of life and death. You know probably I think blackjack's game would be baccarat. Yeah, a game of life and death. So when you said that when he describes uh, the gravity man. Altered text. I thought you said "grab meat man," not "grab me man." Ah, uh, see, that would have worked too. But you know, that's that's a uh, 1999 for you. People were stupid. It's really amazing because there's a comma. "Grab me" is one word. Prepare to meet "grab meat man" in hell. Whoa! Did they edit the sprite at all? References. Uh, no. Uh, I will show you how they edited Mega Man Sprite, though. Get ready, listener. I'm going to describe Mega Man's Mega Dong in excruciating detail. All three pixels of it. Molarom, prepare to meet Mega Man's Mega Dong in hell? Okay, oh. there's no dick unless... Mega Man is just now a glance wearing some, like, Harlequin-looking condom with googly eyes attached? That sounds about right, yeah. Oh, you guys fill up Mega Crap! Because at some point, one of these games added, uh, you had to pick up letters. And that made them better to some people? Games are always better when you have to pick up letters. Always. You are Indy's special friend. You have to pick up every letter in Bubble Bobble, and that's why Bubble Bobble is the best game ever made. It is true. I love me some Bubble Bobble. But not Bubble Bobble. Uh, so our uh, makers of this gambling game, uh, just, so, just for everyone's knowledge, uh, is Palsoft, which still exists. Or these are the publishers, not the makers. Who knows? Um... Because originally the series is by uh, Game Arts, which was like, oh, hey, Game Arts makes lots of things. Like Lunar Walking School. Yes, like Lunar Walking School. (laughs) You moron. So so we're going to just talk about Lunar Walking School for like three hours, like last week, right? No, actually we're not. We're going back to the Indiana Jones with an investigation. Hey! So, uh, 
what other games where you do archaeology and archaeology is just crimes, international war crimes? Tomb Raider. That's not a real video game. Ernest Evans is a very real video game. Uh, Tomb Raider 2. Is are you a are you an archaeologist in Pitfall? I think so. Yes, a, a social archaeologist for sure. You're definitely an archaeologist in Super Pitfall. Tomb Raider three. Is oh, this game wait. better than Super no. Pitfall? My bad. You said Pitfall. For some reason, I thought you said Pit Fighter, and I was like, that would be so awesome. <laughs> Just criminal archaeologist fighting game. That would that that's amazing. How did that not happen in sometime in Japan in 1994? I mean, there's a uh, growl, which is where you're Indiana Jones and you got to stop uh, poachers by killing them all. That the, is quite the game. The high school and rival schools is actually a special preparatory academy for future archaeologists. What Wait, if? What about uh? Aren't all the Power Stone characters archaeologists? They are. Oh, after, yeah. They're looking That's, for stones. They got some form, but isn't there a chef in Power Stone? Is he like an archaeologist chef? Yeah, he he uh, steals ancient spices and herbs and makes food out of them, I think. Imagine Indiana Jones running the class at Lunar Walking School. Professor of Walking. This is just... Dr. Jones. Okay, do, do, do we talk about who made this game at this point? Yeah, yes, yes. T- yeah. T- t- tell, tell me about Factor 5. Tell me about these, the, these barons of technology. So uh they I from my Wikipediaing, uh they started out as a division of a German company called Rainbow Arts. Their first job was just porting Turrican games to the Amiga. However, eventually they'd make a couple original Turrican games too, like the very good Super Turrican and the even better Mega Turrican. And eventually they uh landed in with LucasArts and made this and yeah, this, and instead of using the very good engines from the Turrican games, this uses the Super Star Wars engine. Is this developed by the same team as Super Star Wars? No, because, uh, no, I, I don't think so, anyway, unless Super Star Wars was Rainbow Arts. I think it was Sculptured Software? Oh, yeah, yeah, one of those uh, fly-by-night Utah shuffleware companies. Yet... Super Wait. Star Wars is much better than this game. I just how, played it. How do the people who made this game go on to make the Rogue Squadron games on the GameCube? Well, they made Super Turrican before that, and if you play Super Turrican, it's like, whoa, yeah, these guys definitely made Rogue Squadron, but I don't know what happened with this one. Like, it's this I'm, weird lull. I'm actually not a fan of any of the Turrican games because they feel very... They are very Amiga. And actually, that's probably what's wrong with this game, too. It's an that's Amiga game. That's the worst thing you can be. There is nothing worse than being an Amiga game. I think we've established that previously. It's the only... Well, the Super Nintendo and Mega Drive games are not Amiga games. 
they are they are very much console games. But they're um, they're European. They got European stink all over them. That's a worthless continent when it comes to video games. Sorry. Actually, Mega Turrican was ported back to the Amiga under the title Turrican Three Payment Day. What? Uh, yeah, it really uh, was. Um... Yeah, yeah. Look it up. This is this is legit. What does Turrican play like? A is it a freelancer in that one? Like trying to chase down a check? Why the fuck's it called Payment Day? It's payback time. It's payback time. Hey, Europe, in addition to making learning how to make good video games, you should learn how to make good subtitles, too. Yeah, I'm sorry, Europe. I, I shouldn't have said all that mean shit about how your whole continent has never made a good game, because it's not true. I mean, you, there have been good games. Is Bubble Ghost European? Elite is a European game. That was good. <sighs> Is it as good as TIE Fighter? No. Different genres entirely. What was this? That's my rebuttal there. Also, Wing Commander is clearly better than TIE Fighter. I've heard your mouth has been writing checks, your ass can't cash. But today is payday. Chump. Mm, Delicious paydays. Chump. You're going to get the payment today. I'm wiring it right now. There's a 15% fee, chump. Tell me. Look, if it's not in your account within 15 minutes, give me a call back, asshole. Because I'll have to call the bank. Indiana Jones game. Yeah, Infernal Machine, which I never got around to playing, although it's been in my GOG account for a few years. That's like a Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider knockoff, right? Yeah. It's, it's actually not bad. Uh, the best thing about that is uh, the N64 version was a Blockbuster rental exclusive only. I'm going to take you to Blockbuster and pay off my debt to you in rentals. If that's okay with you, motherfucker... I I think it's not as rare as some of the other blockbuster exclusives because you could like order it from the LucasArts website for a few months, so there's more of them circulating. Also, people wanted to play it, unlike Clay Fighter sixty three and one third sculptor's cut. What about that? Is there an Indiana Jones roguelike, like sort of like Yoda stories? There was that. There was like an Indiana Jones stories. All right, this is becoming Retronauts. Uh, Back back to uh, actual conversation. Uh, Uh, The title is actually very similar. It's Indiana Jones and his desktop adventures. uh, He played his greatest adventures, and now he can play his desktop adventures. So is that a sequel? It's where where you just play Harrison Ford playing solitaire on his uh, desktop for 20 hours at a time while stoned. He breaks it up with some Minecraft. Not Minecraft. <laughs> uh, Minesweeper. Hey, fuckface. I'm the head of the billing department at the walking school, and your tuition is due. It's payment day. Time to pay the piper. There's also that flautist that played at your birthday party, and you never paid them. That's not cool. 
Please pay them. Pay all pipers in full. Gratuities are appreciated. Jerk. So there, there is some payments involved with this game. Um, there was a Sega Genesis version made, uh, theoretically complete. Um, and according to the internet, uh, it was sold to a private owner in 2015. Uh, and then the following three years is 25 pages of uh, nerds going, well, maybe they will dump it soon. I saw a video of it. It looks like it runs smoother than the Super Nintendo version, too. But why would anyone want to play it? It's all about preservation of games. I mean, I saw that message board thread, too, and that weird screenshot where Indiana Jones is punching a butter monster and saying, eat communism. I'm excited. That that was a real deep cut to the uh, emulation nerds out there. I appreciated it. I'm... The the like the thread goes on about how uh, people like well they can't release it because then Disney will sue them because that's how it happened with every other prototype in existence. I've discovered uh, I looked into an important mystery directly related to this game. Uh, when did Harrison Ford get his earring? Uh, it was in 1997 when he was 55. Uh, he was lunching with his buddies, uh, Jimmy Buffett and the late 60 Minutes correspondent, Ed Bradley. We all had the same phones and watches, he said, adding, but I realized I didn't have an earring like they did. So after lunch, Ford and his then-wife screenwriter, Melissa Matheson, ducked into the Lexington Avenue boutique, uh, that being Claire's accessories. Uh, the employee on duty, Tavora Escosari, did the deed, she said Ford, who is now married to actors Callista Flockhart, didn't flinch, and when it was done, he said, that didn't hurt. Afterward, he signed a notepad to Tavora. You made a hole in me, Harrison Ford. Know why it didn't hurt? Because he and Jimmy Buffett and that 60 Minutes guy, it had... Weed bran flakes for their lunch. You can bear weed bran flakes, right? Regular and blazed. Oh, that worked both ways. That's pretty good. There's also a Factor 5 game called Ball Blazer Champions. Oh, Ball Blazer. It's supposed to be okay. Well, that does seem like it would feature Indiana Jones, as Indiana Jones is all about blazing and balls. We're really driving this joke into the ground. Let's see if we can go further. Uh, welcome to my welcome to my GeoCities page, Indiana Jones Ate My Balls. That that's that's just great. You're all just doing fantastic. Oh, I actually I don't um, I don't <laughs> I don't think even I'm old enough for that reference. I am. Which you're not even old enough to drink. I have access to archive.org. I know what X Entertainment is. I know I know about Sean Baby. I remember Fuck. I remember Jeff K. How far back can I go here? Anyway I remember Indiana Jones. Old Man Murray? 
There we go. Remember when and how good things used to be online? No. Me neither. Downloading PNGs of Indiana Jones, hoping that one of them is Harrison Ford's butt? That's what I used to do on the AOL. Just in between going. your extensive role-playing sessions? In between the, my extensive role-playing sessions. I crack my whip. Uh, you explode. How would you describe Indiana Jones? Indiana Jones. Uh, limpid oculars. Uh, Miss Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Doom only has one star on Mr. Skin because it has no nudity. Indiana Jones role playing. I put on my leather jacket and fedora. I eat a stick of butter. You know, instead of a robe and wizard hat. See, it's I funny it. when I it's it's funny when I have to explain the joke because I fucked up the delivery. <laughs> it no, it that, makes it way funnier. Yes, that's, that's a deep cut. Yes, that's a very very deep cut. I uh, I invade your uh, ceremonial home and steal all your artifacts. I take really, your idol. I've got your idol now. I'm your uh, gold uh, idol. I'm sorry if I spoke over anyone because I muted my computer because I went to MrSkin.com to look up Indiana Jones and just started auto-playing a bunch of porn. And then I forgot I muted my computer. That's okay. You're fine, I think. Cali- California Girl 17 says, I release my giant ball. I run from your giant ball. I run so fast. I bunny hop up the hills. I jump over the traps. I jump so high and so far and so fast. My eyes look ahead of me. My eyes roll ahead of me. My eyes move ahead of me. My eyes are ever roving. They come to rest on a pit. Your eyes roll around the ancient temple like a boulder trap. You just go into all these Indiana Jones uh, roleplay chat rooms and you type in, I am a snake and everyone just immediately leaves. (laughs) that's really good anyways with that let's take it to let's take it on home to prove that i am not a horrible host it's time for revelation time to say Indiana Jones and the Greatest Adventures is not a very good game. That's 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 it, what I got. It, it doesn't belong in a museum. I disagree. I think it does belong in a museum dedicated exclusively to war crime. Indiana Jones and his Greatest Adventures just goes to show you that you can make a video game so bad that you don't even want to kill Nazis anymore. Uh, Mulder Rom, prepare to meet Indiana Jones' greatest adventures in hell. Ha, ha, ha. It's a reference. I, it's, it's that line. Indiana Jones. In hell. And his greatest adventures. In hell. In hell. Is... The first. Hey, you guys um, ever played that game where you just add in hell to every movie title? <laughs> I'm fun. <laughs> hey, you know, you know what's in hell? 
a big fiery blaze, 420 blaze at Harrison Ford. Indiana Jones and His Greatest Adventure is the only game I have played that feels exactly like being someone who's never played a video game trying to pick one up for the first time. Indiana Jones' Greatest Adventures is my anti-drug. Yeah, but what if you played this game on drugs? I would just throw up. It would just make me throw up. Actually, I'm on drugs all the time. I'm very heavily medicated, so I did play it on drugs. It was... it sucked. It was bad. You know, all video games are made on drugs. Like, have you ever heard of this game called Super Mario Brothers? <laughs> you take much Tell me. in it. That's really messed up. You collect That's- coins in uh, Super Mario? That is fucked up. What's a mushroom? In this game, you just collect whips and, uh... Coins. Strange orange orbs. I guess most video games are about about getting that paper, that them dollars. Video games are inherently the most capitalist medium. Then they are a medium that was created entirely within the context and milieu of late capitalism, and were immediately taken over by advertisers and uh, marketing execs uh, so that we could never have the pure joy of play again without compromising ourselves before the current corrupts economic system. Indiana Jones' Greatest Adventures is a very bad advertisement for other Indiana Jones media. Indiana Jones' Greatest Adventures finally prompted me to go look up what the fuck the deal with that dancing baby was. Indiana Jones and His Greatest Adventures is culpable for decades of centuries of cultural appropriation and exploitation. It is our post-colonial legacy. Uh, Before we get to the mystery topic, I did want to know, what is the final boss for the other two uh, sections of the game? The Kalima dude on a bridge which you can't beat if because which I couldn't figure out how to beat because if you stood on the bridge for too long each segment would fall out like and then there wouldn't be a bridge platform anymore and if you did that and in order to actually hit him with your whip you had to be too close and then I just ran out of uh, bridge segments and I don't know how to go farther than that and uh Oh, Last Crusade. Last Crusade had the best one, though, because the dude drank the potion and he turned into a skeleton, but instead of collapsing, he turned into an attack skeleton who threw a skull at you and you had to kill the skeleton. Are you sure the final boss of The Last Crusade was not uh, a careful exploration of Steven Spielberg's persistent daddy issues? And then did you just, like, have a have a JPEG of Roger Moore? And it's like, I do love you, son. No, it was a, it was a JPEG of uh, Daniel Craig. It was, it was Roger Moore in Cannonball Run. That was better than this game, every scene with Roger Moore in Cannonball Run. Cannonball Run. Thank you, son. You have saved me. Let's go. Well, I learned that the dancing baby was in Silent Hill 4. And that's kind of scary. What's even scarier? Our mystery topic. <gasps> A hush runs over the crowd. Our mystery topic today. Nah. Is- hush. Holy shit. What? Hush. 
Ah. Uh, because I prepare more than our regular host. Sometimes. At least this time. As, as the guest host. Everyone's shoes are off, right? Because they're going to get blasted off by this. Let's go. If you could make any media property into a delicious, high-budget, gross, horrible-to-play 16-bit platformer, what would you choose? Terry Gilliam's Brazil. Let's match those two up. Yeah, Cannon and Ball Run versus Brazil. Imagine that Dom DeLuise taking on George. Uh, is not what's his name? Who's the dude in, in Brazil? Price, Jonathan Price. Jonathan Price. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that Dom Del Captain Chaos like fucking up whatever. What, what what's uh, Robert De Niro's name in that? Robert De Niro. They both got. They could Sam be. Tull. They could be siblings. They both had the mutt. Anyway, yeah, someone else can go. Mode 7 unicorn level? I love it. Maybe uh, turn Max Headroom into a platformer, so because the people who made Max Headroom made Super Mario Brothers into a movie, so what if if the same thing happened to them, but in the other direction? So what would be your audacious uh, graphical feature that... uh, why is this even here? What would be your what would be your leaves effects in Max Headroom uh, Greatest Adventures? Super Max Headroom's Greatest Adventures. I think like all of the collectible items would rotate like the back of his like room in the headroom, and that's what all the power ups looked like. They'd all look like headrooms. If it's based on the actual show, you would probably collect videotapes. Oh, I, I don't want no Amiga game. I want like a I want I want this idiocy. I mean, at least at least this game wasn't about collecting trinkets. We can all uh, appreciate that. It did have those those balls though. What the fuck do those balls do? Those dragon it up balls. your score. It up your score. I did consider before we started uh, having a high ranking score, and then I realized I would not want any of us to suffer or like have to investigate far enough to figure out what constituted high scoring. Oh, God bless you. We we dodged that bullet. I was struggling mentally between which of the two greatest movies ever made to go with, but I finally settled on the conversation. <laughs> so, you would play Harry Call... Uh, is the opening level would be you st- stalking a couple trying to get a good, nice, fat recording? And then, uh, like, a dog attacks you? No, no dog. No dog. Just dudes. Spiders and rats. You. I gotcha. Just yeah. Dudes, spiders, like dudes just lots suits. of spiders and lots of rats. Like tiny dudes in suits the size of rats maybe attack you. Yeah, and then you, you're just a little frumpy, awkward little Gene Hackman walking around trying to avoid people. I think it would be nominally a stealth game, but you suck so much at it that everyone's alerted to your play presence and it just turns into a standard platformer very quickly. All the time, every level. What I really want is Walter Murch's groundbreaking sound design reduced to a, some kind of 16-bit sound chip. His Girl Friday, the platformer. 
could, you could have like a street fighter. I mean, a street fighter car level bonus level where you smash up the room a little bit with the saxophone. Well, that's the action climax. There we go. You just beat up. Hey guys, I need you to all log on to Newgrounds.com and check out my uh, my my parody game. It's called The Room, the video game. It's pretty funny. Topo with his girls Friday would the dialogue of his girl Friday be recreated with the fidelity uh, displayed in this Indiana Jones game? Absolutely, and we cut out most of the dialogue because there's not enough room for it, so it would be maybe like two lines of instrumentally useful dialogue followed by uh, 30 minutes of amazing platforming where all the controls are bad and you're collecting newspapers or something. I just thought, you know, I really like the idea of a cannonball-run platformer with no driving. I think that would be very funny. But North by Northwest would be a good one, especially since you could have like a mode seven drunk driving sequence. And that would just be fitting perfectly considering how awful all the driving sequences are and all these like platformers. I was thinking about this more. And can I change my answer to a repo man platformer? But see, a repo man platformer might accidentally become good. That is a problem. That would probably Repo Man could probably be a good video game. Look, normal, there's a home improvement platformer. Plat- Anything's possible in this world. Normal fucking platformers. I can't stand them. Imagine being Gene Hackman platforming your way up a cavernous apartment stairwell to get to Terry Gar's apartment. I blame platformers. Platformers made me the way I am. Gone with the wind. And the platformer. That Perfect. I love it. That's that's the one. You're signed. We this is all big test. We definitely need more glorified sexual assault in platformers and also racism. That's the one. Here's your budget. Uh, it's $15,000 in 1992 money. Um, you also need to travel back to 1992 to be able to make this. Uh, so get on that. down and with that uh that's it for this podcast that's what this that's what the script says anyways hey everyone where can they find if they want more of you of you and you and you hi i'm shrug i'm shrug on the forums where you can see me posting about my mental breakdowns i guess i don't know why you would want that but there i am uh i'm at shrugopolis on twitter where i don't tweet very much thank heavens I'm on the Rangers Allowed, being a dwarf. Uh, I think I might be fitfully amusing sometimes. But there are other people, too, and they're wonderful. I'm Automatic Tiger. I'm also on the select button forums as Automatic Tiger, and I have a Twitter account at Automatic Tiger, which is primarily complaining about very niche topics and mostly just me reblogging GIFs of Sega Saturn games. I'm uh, Batchersoft on Twitter.com. I have a very good Twitter. I'm currently retweeting offers to draw pictures for money. I would love it if you gave me money to draw a picture or just gave me money. And I'm not too proud to beg. 
I'm also on Instagram at the same thing. I'm on select button forums on the best poster. You will easily find all my posts. They're all over the place and they're all great. And I'm also on bachelorsoft.com, which you can go and look at my cool game. That'll be out in 2021. It's called DDD, the natural playboys. And it's better than anything Steven Spielberg ever made. Hi, I'm Ramona. Uh, I'm Lonely Frontier on the forums, and I'm so sorry that I don't post on there often enough. I will rectify that very soon. Also, you can find me at LonelyFrontier.net, which is my website and has all of my contact information, including social media handles. I do uh, artwork and also am working on a simple 8-bit platformer due out whenever it's done. I can be found on the forums under the name of Tulpa. On Twitter, you could find me as Memorious Tulpa. And you can find me uh, hosting and dungeon mastering the No Rangers Allowed podcast, in which me and a few other people, Shroud included, are fitfully amusing as we have fitfully amusing adventures. Uh, and finally, you can find me robbing the graves of people who are not my ancestors. I'm a big, I'm a big No Rangers Allowed fan, so I do strongly recommend that. I am Rudy. I am not the usual host. I've only been a guest once. Uh, you can find me, uh, hosting another video game podcast where me and a buddy, uh, just kind of talk about video games until we get bored of it. And that's at hingeproblems.com. But if you want to hear about this podcast, uh, you can find more information at snes.zone or bankaccount.zone, uh, both of those very real websites. And hey, if you like this podcast, hey, if you don't like me, but you like the other, ho- you like the actual host, uh, tell your friend, tell your mom, go knock on your neighbor. You've probably never even met your neighbor. They're probably nice, and go, hey, I like, I baked you a pie, and also. Here's a USB stick with a podcast on it. Uh, why don't you go lose it in your uh, in your change basket? But um, if there's anything you want read out on the podcast, email us at snes at nes dot zone. Uh, tell us what you think about the podcast. Uh, give us a review of a game you're playing. Uh, make sure you go spread across uh, GameFAQs and just tell everyone what's going on on GameFAQs. And more than that. Uh, we also have a Patreon page, or uh, the Super Nintendo Exploration Squad does have a Patreon page. I'm not involved. Uh, the podcast will always be free, but your support helps us pay for server costs, new equipment, and eventually paying for people like me to be on the podcast. Uh, they got tiers for even as low as $1, and you get access to the private Discord. You can dictate what games they should play and even star in a podcast yourself. Uh, as always, there's more inane video game discussion. Jump into the selectbutton.net forums. The next podcast, why, look at this. It's, it's Shrug's Choice. I, I can't believe it. And what's this game called? D- Demon's Crest? Is that right? That's not a real game. That sounds... It's yeah. Crap. Yes, that's Shrug's Choice. Okay, good. But it's fake. I made it up. All right, so get ready to uh, play this play this fake game on your own time. The ne- uh, the next three games will be voting up whenever uh, Clint figures out the system. But w- when voting time comes around, the next three games up for voting are going to be Arcade's Greatest Hits, the Atari Collection One, 
Wizardry. One, two, three. The story of Lekham. And Final Fight 3. Until next time, it's not... Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. It's, it's not, not Lara Croft and the Temple of Osiris. It's not the adventures of young Indiana Jones. In it's hell! Not, it's not Ernest Evans. It's not Pitfall, the mine adventure. It's not Edward Randy. It's not Remo Williams, the adventure begins. It's not La Mulana. And finally, it's not uh, that game everyone says, and somehow I failed as a host. It's not Chuck Rock. Chuck it's not Rock. Not Chuck Rock. It's definitely not Chuck Rock. In hell. Chuck Rock is better than this game. In hell. In hell. It's Thank not you all. Cleopatra no Matakara. Thanks to Schnabubula for allowing the use of his incredible song, Playing Super Mario World While Taking Mushrooms. As always, thank you for listening to the podcast. Bye-bye. Thank you all very much. Uh, now that we're now that someone over, can someone tell me uh, actually what should I watch any of the Indiana Jones movies? That's not a joke. They're all right. Eight. The first one is a very solid action movie. The second one is super racist. The third one is a moderately okay action movie. That's basically how I feel about that. The first one is. Uh, they're all kind of racist. Uh, the third one is a bunch of dad jokes. And the first one is a bunch of uh, fun, inventive set pieces uh, with the right kind of nostalgia. In the first one, Gimli is Egyptian. That makes sense. Is he not in the third? <sighs> well... No, he's not anymore. They decided that that casting was insensitive, and he just plays it as Scottish. It's weird. I do think it's worth watching all of them, because I really want to hear your opinion on the fourth one. Oh, I saw the fourth one in theater. Um, um, did you love it as much as I did? Well, like, uh, when the twist happens, I was like, oh man, I, I'm real glad I don't care about this series, because this is real silly and stupid. <laughs> It, the CGI monkeys were good. I liked the CGI monkeys. I liked when he got in the fridge. I liked when, I don't know, the kid did the thing with a bicycle. I liked when there was a Nazi. And I thought it was a great movie. It sucked ass. That's what's great about Gundam. If you want to see a guy get slapped, it is the best franchise. Zeta Gundam has so much slapping, it's really good. Just a nine-year-old uh, watching Gundam on their floor in, uh, in Chiba, Japan, 
and then seeing uh, seeing someone get slapped and going, oh, it's formative. It all makes sense. I understand. I understand the universe now, thanks to Gun. It's like uh, Japan's equivalent of Dynasty. Yes, yes, or Dallas. I, that, is there a lot of slapping in Dallas? I think I, so. I might have gotten those shows mixed up, actually. The, the, the Dynasty, I think, has more catfights, so you're not... I think you're right on. Who's the JR of Gundam? Char. Char, yeah. Or Who's... as he was called in the arcade game, Quattro Vagina. <laughs> <laughs> 